Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, what we love to do is take a big, a giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and then hopefully some of you through the process of change. Last week, we started diving into the Carl Jung universe, the Jungiverse, maybe I'm going to call it that, who can say? <laughs> and we decided, Rod and I, which is probably no surprise to any of you, that change is possible, that we can make change happen, um, and that it requires a little bit of work and effort. And so in our conversations this week, we've been talking a little bit about what that work looks like and what that effort looks like. And one of the things that we're really digging right now, Rod and I, and I'm going to turn things over to you in a minute, Rod, is the power of manifestation. And so we really want to dig into what is this thing? What is manifestation? Why is it so cool? Why was Jung all about it? Um, and just kind of just kind of dig in a little bit. Rod, my friend, what do you want to add into the mix? What have you been thinking about when it comes to manifestation? Ah, uh, well, I... Um, continue to like, do some reading around Young, which has been a, as you heard last time, that uh, I, I'm more of a novice in this space, and so it, I'm just soaking it all in. I'm like, oh my gosh, a hundred years ago, this guy was elaborating theories around how the subconscious connects to the world, and which is, I was like, this sounds like the manifestation stuff. And like Leslie knows all about it. <laughs> she says, I think I've heard her say that stuff about this before. So I, uh, yeah, there's some neat stories that I kind of picked up in reading more about this. But I'd love to dive into this more. And I, I'm seeing, and we've talked about this before, like way back in our first season when we we did it, uh, an episode on a, a poem that you talked about about yes. what you seek is seeking you um and uh and so but now i have a totally different like the conversation i can have with you today will be different because of all this other stuff like that i'm you know been reading but also experiencing too so i want to kind of pick your brain and like dive into this a little bit and i think it'll be a great extension of our young conversation and and now we're i guess it's the you had described it last time as like he has this mystic side like he he does yeah so we're gonna dive into the mystic into the mystic <laughs> i'm so excited i can't wait i love this stuff i'm mm -hmm. so i i don't know i've just seen it do some pretty awesome things in my own life so mm -hmm. i'm excited to talk a little bit about it for sure mm -hmm. for sure for sure i right, wish we start maybe we'll mm -hmm. start with a little bit of a the Conscious to the, or the subconscious to the conscious or vice versa. Like, cause I, from the, you know, the Jungian stuff, he and Freud as well, but like they talk about how we have a subconscious. Yeah. And, um, in a sense, like the setting intention or being mean, how did you describe it again? Being the, it's being like being intentional about yes. like it, oh, what yes. you want and getting clear. Yes. Oh, and manifesting it. So, oh, right. The yes. thing I was going to say is like, in a way, the, the manifesting of what you want, that can just come from your conscious, right? Like you'd be like, I want a car. 
or I don't know, you're like, I want to play tennis more. And you can do it at that level. But the part that's really interesting to me is like, if we go down up to the subconscious and this is about like lasting change, how can we, how does then that become part of this flow of energy in a sense? Mm -hmm. So maybe let's, we'll start easy. We'll start, let's talk with like things in our conscious meaning like things we kind of know already that we want to do, but we want to tap into the broader universe. How would you, how do you think about that? So I, I mean, I just, I think about it as, you know, I think a lot of people nowadays do a gratitude journal, right? And like keep mm-hmm. track of their moments of gratitude. I also think every morning when I'm doing my yoga practice as an example, um, or just on a walk or whatever, but like, you know, in some sort of, I don't know why it's always movement oriented for me. Anyway, oh, that's an aside. Um, I set, uh, I think about like, what do I want my day to be like? What do I want to manifest today? What do I want to have happen? What kind of conversations do I want to have? What kind of emotional experiences do I want to have? And I just really bring some conscious thought to what I want. This is obviously in the morning for me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people do it the night before. But like, what do I, what do I want this? What do I want this day to be like? And really try to think about that. I think I always think I've got a better shot of that kind of a day happening if I've been thoughtful in the morning Mm. about setting up the kind of day that I want. I got a better shot of it happening than if I just sort of go into the day wild and Mm. have no clear vision of, you know, I want to have a meaningful, deep conversation with at least one person. I want to, you know, end of the day feeling happy and like I've accomplished things. Like, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking it. That's part of it. That's a big part of it for me because I, I, um, and gratitude can come from that, right? Because then you can be, you can sort of check in at the end of the day and say, how did that, how did the manifesting go? How did I, you know, did those things actually really happen? Mm-hmm. And that's when you can have real moments of gratitude because you've, you no, know, I mean, there are millions of ways to have moments of gratitude. But for me, it's very meaningful when I link my gratitude to my manifestation. Hmm. Okay, so let me, can I, quiz you here a little bit on this because this i'm is what so I, excited this yes. is what i want to do this is kind of like okay um so you might say you know i i today i really want to connect with someone on a meaningful level and and could would sometimes you'd be like i want to connect with a specific person on a meaningful level or it, you might just say like i'm open to connect with anyone i'm not sure who yet but i do want to make sure i have those kind of connections today Like, do you get really specific or do you make it open or maybe both? Depends. I personally, I make it really open because if there is someone specific, I just reach out to them. Like, I just, I just do it. You know what Mm. I mean? Like, I would text you and I would say, hey, what are you doing? And then we would connect and for five minutes I would feel so grounded and, you know, like I've connected with someone who's like-minded and and just have that strong sense of supporting one another and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me is a little bit different. So if if what I if 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 I want a specific person, I just reach out to them. I don't okay. have to manifest anything. But if what I want is just a general, like in general, I want to have that kind of a that kind of an experience, then I like to leave it open because then the universe gets to surprise me and I dig it when the universe surprises me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
The universe okay. kicks butt. Like and it's so I, it's universe surprise is the best surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I mean, so for, so for my like, you know, black and white, my, my wife would say Cartesian sometimes, which is like the, you know, <laughs> follow the, there's a formula for this. Um, it's the, it's your, you're primed to when somebody kind of walks by is like you didn't intend and, and you're, you're ready to, you, you're kind of priming yourself. Is that a fair? Right. Yeah. 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 100%. Like I'm, I then, I know that that's something I want to get out of the day because I've been clear about it. Right. Like I've really, I've really been clear about it. Like the other day I was at work and I got all kinds of family stuff going on right now. And I just really needed um, human contact. And so, you know, like I live by myself, I just really needed human contact. And sure enough, by 8.30, someone came into the office who I know is an amazing hugger. And I hadn't seen her in months. And I went, I just walked up to her and said, hi, um, I just need a really good hug right now. And she hugged me like it was the best hug I'd ever had ever, ever, oh, ever. It was so good. It was so good. And it, and it was exactly what I needed. It was exactly what I needed, you know? Wow. And it's, so it's, it's things like versus thinking, I want to see this person and get this specific thing for me. Like this, yeah. I think a lot of people do this very differently, yeah. but for me, I try to do more broad brushstrokes and then, the universe provides you know what i mean yeah okay yeah okay i know so um can i there's this other thing of, and i've heard i hear a lot of people say this to me now all the time they'll say like i believe in asking the universe what you want and it will provide you like kind of like how you said yeah. it right there. so um you i imagine you've heard you may you may have said that to me in one part you, so you know what i'm talking about right i 100 percent know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> yeah yep. so yeah but maybe let's let's describe that just for our listeners so, so it's 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 kind of building on what you're saying it and let me and let me say it and you say your version like my my version of understanding is saying like you know okay universe if i i want to or sorry no, like okay i want to um find a job in France because I love France. Yeah. Then I'm going to meditate on that. I'm going to say, and I, well, how I would do is I'd be like, okay, universe, I want to get a job in France. I want to work there. Um, and I'll tell people it. Like, I, I also think it's important. Like, and I will literally tell other people is like, I'm putting this out to the universe. And so yes, <laughs> by hereby telling you as this other person, <laughs> Is that is that like how how you approach it? One hundred percent. That's how I. That's one of the ways, right? Like, if this is the cool thing about manifestation, is I don't think there's a right thing or a wrong thing. There's just the thing that works for you, right? But mm. I definitely say, um, you know, I definitely use clear words. You know that saying, "Careful what you wish for." Yes. <clears throat> there's is that. There's Ooh. this whole that's right. Kinda... There's this whole thing of yeah. go on. No, 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 no. I'm just connecting the dots. Like, my gosh, it's like talking. You know where I'm headed. You exactly know where I'm headed. (laughs) Right? Those people who worry all the time and keep saying, oh, this is going to happen. This bad thing. That bad thing. Da, 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 da. Um, I like I, I, I think words are incredibly powerful. Thoughts are incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, and like thoughts, thoughts, man, like thoughts manifest around us, right? Like if we're mm-hmm. constantly thinking terrible things are going to happen. And again, this is from the perspective of privileged first world, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. if, you know, if we're thinking all around us that bad things are going to manifest, that's, that is generally what shows up. And so the careful what you wish for, I, I take that very seriously. I am very careful what I wish for, what I'm putting out into the world, mm. what I'm saying, yeah. what I'm, you know, like I'm, I try, I try to be, I'm not perfect at it. Like I, I mess up all the time, but I, I try to be really intentional about what I say. Yeah. Um, because like you, you just, you like careful what you wish for words, like, saying that putting it out to the universe i don't even know if we have to say i'm putting it out to the universe although i do say that yeah i think the universe is always listening like i think the universe there's this there's this um oh i wish i could remember his name i'll i'll text it over to you rod and then you can put it in the show notes but there's this guy who who does these great horoscopes and one of his one of his ideas that i've 100 stolen for my life is the universe is always conspiring to make you gloriously happy. Like the Ooh. universe wants you to, as a child of the universe, as a beloved child of the universe, the universe, and you can, one can substitute whatever word one wants to. For me, it's universe. Yeah. Is always, always wants you to be incredibly happy. And mm-hmm. anything that happens along the way is usually because we're doing stuff to kind of, to mess with that. You know, mm. we believe, we don't believe we deserve good things. We've been raised to, you know, not say what we really want because Mm -hmm. it's not polite or it's not okay or, you know, you'll jinx it. Like jinxing, Mm -hmm. the whole idea of jinxing. Oh, Oh my God. It took me a long time to work through jinxing (laughs) because I I spent so much of my life thinking if I said something good out loud, I would jinx it for myself. And then I like that is like anti-manifestation. So, you know, like I think that there's there's there are just so many ideas about this but one of the ones i love the most is that the universe is constantly conspiring to make you happy to make me happy we just have to meet the universe halfway well we just just got to meet the universe halfway yeah and that's a much more positive view on things and and some people would have like a more skepticism like you got to watch out because everybody's out to get you you know that's another way unfortunately um some people think of, but things. I grew up with people who were trying to get me. Like I, you know, I like I grew up in a, I grew up in a family that was not necessarily super healthy from an emotional perspective and from mm-hmm. a physical perspective. But mm-hmm. you know, I I grew up in that. I don't think it has to be a life sentence, right? Like I think there's a point at which, and I think this is back to young. I think that there's a point at which we can choose to say, okay, yes, I grew up in this kind of a mess. I grew up with these types of thoughts and these types of people and da 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 but mm-hmm. i don't have to be that forever i can i control mm. i i can change that i can control changing that mm-hmm. and that like that was kind of, that's kind of we've talked a lot before about like happiness and me choosing have you know finding that mm-hmm. moment in my life where i wanted to choose happiness that's mm-hmm. really when i got into the manifestation stuff as well mm-hmm. it's all it's all intertwined okay. to me in my in my brain it's yeah, all yeah, intertwined yeah. Okay, so can I let's let's jump back to young because there's okay. something that I was reading. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is like the how like young was thinking about this before." So I'll tell you a little story from this the same book that I was reading before. It's called Midlife 
Not that I'm in midlife, of course, but you know, whatever. Just happened to be reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> midlife humanity's secret weapon is what it's called. So it, he tell the the author uh, finishes the book with different stories about famous people who each of them had midlife crises and how overcoming those helped them become the great people that they are. And right, and I love this story. I do love like, um, yeah, like. I, I love the stories. We don't all, we're not all going to be like super, you know, Abraham Lincoln was one of the people like, we're not all going to be like that, but it's not the point. It's like our own journeys. It help. It's helpful to, to see that. So one of the stories he talks about is this, um, like scientist. I'm, I'm not going to say nuclear because it was before that it was a hundred plus years ago. He was into like the intense physics of the time, you know, a peer of, uh, Einstein. His last name was cool. Pauli. P-A-U-L-I, and like super genius guy. He was known as the perfectionist in the lab. And so he was in a physics lab in Copenhagen with other super, super smart people. And he had this habit of, you know, being in the lab all day and then going out at night and getting really drunk, going out to the red light district and like inevitably, you know, getting into trouble, getting beat up. He'd come back to the lab the next morning bruised cut all this stuff so it went on for a while and his, his friend like his lab partners were like hey man you know like we think something's wrong with you you need to go yeah uh fix this and he met like 110 years ago therapy wasn't as common as it was now but they knew about young they were like hey there's this guy carl young you know you should go talk to him and so he went and became a client of a patient of his and they worked through his problems. But then they also started talking about the sub, well, they, you know, talk about subconscious to the conscious. And they elaborated a theory that was basically trying to say how the energy, so it's like as you move something from your subconscious to your conscious, their theory is that it releases a plume of energy that then goes out into the world. Mm-hmm. And that plume connects energy connects into they don't use the term universe but let's use the same term it connects to the universe and it shines it back uh like a it 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 answers your question your call of like what so now in the discussion of how do you make deep and meaningful change kind of saying if you can do the work to move what's really your individuation like what's important to you from your subconscious to conscious that that will release energy into the world that will then bring that will answer that in a positive way like like you were saying that that expression you had so now what do you think of that yeah like well i mean no surprise right given how obsessed jung was with dreams and that's really where you would where one would access like that's that is really our direct access into the subconscious mind yeah where you know, so in, in understanding, and you know how sometimes you just have like a really juicy dream and you know, it's really, sometimes you just dream of like, I just dream about nonsense sometimes, but yeah. sometimes you have a dream and you're like, whoa, that was a dream that is filled with metaphor, with story where, you know, you're back in the, in the, your childhood home or you're oh, swimming yeah. in a lake that you right like. Those dreams where there, you know there's just such meaningful symbolism, those are the moments, I think, to really pay attention 
to what's happening in those dreams and mm -hmm. talk to talk to someone who knows what they're doing when it comes to Jungian dream analysis, because that to me is a that is a clear signal. Often those dreams are a clear signal of what you're working on is working or what you're working on. You may want to tweak a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so like like to me, that's very much about guideposts and getting those signals of am I on the right track? Like what you, there's just it's such amazing stuff. It's like it's a gift when we have one of those dreams mm -hmm. and it really can, I think, get us clarity on what we want, on what we really want. Because I think sometimes people get confused and they think, what I want is a million dollars. That mm. is not what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about like the really make my life meaningful, make my life have purpose, mm. help me be my best, shiniest, most incredible self is what mm. you and I are talking about, obviously, in this, in the, like in this type of conversation. Yeah. And so I 100% I get that. Plus, I think that aligns so much with, um, the whole idea of quanta, right? Like these tiny particles that would yeah. tell us that there is no you and there is no me. There is no actual, like at the level of quanta, there is no separation yeah. Yeah. between things. And so that wanting, linking back to his idea of like the archetypes and the, you know, like all this idea of the, this, of the collective unconscious, to me that mm -hmm. all links in together it's yeah. all part of the same and so then it becomes what i really want is actually also what the universe really wants like there's this whole <sighs> theory and maybe this is our topic for the next time which is i am just a living expression of the universe like i'm yeah. a manifested physical expression of the universe yeah and so you know i'm just trying to be the I'm just trying to let the universe experience as much meanness as I can, because that's what the universe is trying to get out of putting me on the planet that's at this right. time. So that, like that to me all, like it, it all, it all links in together, my friend. Yes. Let's, okay. I, next episode, we have to dive into that because I, I see myself, I'm a converting skeptic of this. I grew up not believing in an ounce of any of this stuff, but now I, like I can see the, like I'm a believer that humans have, uh, uh in interpret the world in similar ways. Like this is the whole studies in right. psychology. It's like, hey, you know, people interpret and react in these similar ways. You flip that over, and it's like, maybe it's the collective unconscious. Because collective unconscious right. sounds, ooh, that's like far out there. Like how could that be possible? We're not like the Borg identity from Star Trek or anything. Right, right, but, right, right, right. But then if I say, oh, but as humans, we, we kind of interpret things and react in consistent ways. Like there is a connection. Well, how else There's can poetry make sense? Yeah. Ooh. Like how else does poetry make sense unless there's an un a collective unconscious? Oh, right. Do you mean cross language? But I mean, again, like this yeah. is where now I get really oh, like, I, I, I mean, I love the mystical. <laughs> I love the mystical. I could talk about this stuff all day long. Even at 9.56 on a Sunday morning, <laughs> I could talk about this all day long. So maybe for today, we pause here because this feels yes. like a natural place yes. to pause. I would encourage anyone who's checking this episode out, try it out this week. See what it's like 
to set a daily manifestation rather than like in addition to perhaps a gratitude piece, but like think about what it's like. Try out setting a daily manifestation idea for yourself. What do you want out of every single day? What are the things that are going to make you the happiest um, every single day? And then we'll, you know, you and I can regroup in a week or so and see what we came up with. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to do that. Thank well, you, thanks, Ron. Leslie. This is, as always, Juicy Conversation. Yes, yes. Thank you. Well, listen, have okay. a great day. Talk we'll to talk you later. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.